Welcome to the Scariest Things Podcast, your gateway to the trends and tropes of the horror genre. This is episode 144, and we are recapping the South by Southwest Film Festival. Down, All right. In New Orleans, I'm Liz Williams, and I'm joined by... Mike Campbell. And Eric Lee. From here in Portland, Oregon. Up in Portland. Hi, guys. South by Southwest. So Liz got to go this year. Big this one. Was, it was a big one. And, uh, you know, I, I think we've done uh, a number of festivals at this point. Uh, we've done a lot of them virtually. But yep. South by Southwest, this is this is the this is the big dog. Uh, and I, yep. I can only imagine how. how well, how, you know what they say. Things are bigger. Everything's bigger in Texas. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Although, you know, I guess they don't they don't say that about Toronto. I think Toronto's still the biggest one in North America. They say things are nicer in Toronto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not big, just um, nice. Yeah, it was insane. It was huge. And when I was meeting people and talking to people who have attended multiple times, they're like, oh, this is like 60% capacity. What? Um, yes. So I have no idea, hopefully, if the South by Southwest people are nice enough again to give us press passes next year. Yes, please. Uh, and we can go. Yes, I please. can only imagine that it will be bigger. It's so uh, expensive. More people. I mean, how do you – Yeah. That, people paying pay out a lot of money. Unless unless they're really generous with – unless there's like, you know, 30,000 people with passes. Right. Yeah, I don't right. know. I don't know. People are shelling out – Big bucks. I know they had a ton of volunteers who are awesome, and they, you know, work for passes. Yeah. So, well, so what would you, what would your advice be, Liz, as uh, somebody who is thinking about or contemplating going at least for the film segment? Because there's so many, so many gosh darn segments for South yes, by Southwest. Yes, there are. What would, what would your advice or or pieces of advice to somebody who is thinking about going? What would you say to? Uh, them? okay. If you're paying, definitely do the early bird because yep. I think those passes went from you know, $1,200 to like $1,600 if you didn't get that early. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it would be a lot of money if you were buying a pass and paying for a hotel and everything when you're there, but man, you get a lot of free stuff. You meet a lot of cool people right? and there's a ton of films. You will, if you don't see everything you wanted to see, you'll see, You'll discover new things that you didn't even and, know you wanted to see. And it's a long festival when you yeah. when you link in the music festival and the arts right, stuff. Because the movie uh, the movie's it, open, right? That, that's what starts the yes, festival? Yes, movies are first. It's kicked off on Friday with the first film was um, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Michelle and, uh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I, that, I didn't did get, this get in in time did, for yep. that. Mm -hmm. Yes, that just came out. But um, then the film festival kind of wraps up on Tuesday. That's when they have their awards. And music starts on Monday, big time. But they've continued to play many of the films throughout the week, but not the big premieres. They only get like one or two screenings, maybe. Yeah, depending on how soon we get this podcast out, they do have a, uh, an after pass mm. that you can... That you can it's oh, still, cool. It's, it's still like $240. But uh, you can that they have they have uh, some of their um, a lot of the lectures. After pass sounds like a, a medical uh, me, uh, a medical procedure. <laughs> it's an after pass. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to have an after pass. <laughs> well, Liz, how many how many films do you think you how many did you actually see in the course of what you were I there for like I five days? Seeing, yeah, five days or four full days, four, five uh -huh. nights, and I think I saw. 
12. Woo! Wow. Yeah. Good work. And all except for one were really, really good. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> the one that was not good wasn't horror anyway. There was a couple losers. There was a couple losers. South by Southwest. You you came out you came out strong with some really cool stuff. Uh, but I started I I started with two losers. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't Mike, I didn't what, see those. I took your, your reviews to heart. What was your <laughs> review list? What What did you What did What movies did you see? Uh, so I watched Bitch Ass and I watched Deadstream. Uh, both which were pretty darn mediocre. That said, both had some really interesting elements, and I think there is a story there for both of them. Mm-hmm. I just think the execution was pretty shoddy yep. in both mm-hmm. cases. And, so, and then you'll be reviewing the other movies that you saw. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. In addition to what I saw, um, I saw uh, I also saw Deadstream, mm-hmm. and I missed out. I, w- I had I had booked Hypochondriac and Linoleum. But uh, I didn't. I, I I ran out of time, and then my the the window passed. But I think yep. you're going to catch. You've got one of those on your list. Yep. So uh, indeed. Well, indeed. linoleum was it, too bad you missed that. I think it will. I think it's an Amazon Studios, so I think it's going to come to Amazon. Mm. Uh, it's definitely going to be worth the watch. It's not horror, right. but okay. all of us in the theater were crying at the end. Oh. It was <laughs> touching, and nice. it stars Jim Gaffigan, and it is delightful. Nice. And, they were well, all there, and that was cool. Well, yeah, and the other the other one that fit into that to fit into that mold as well was Emergency, which is it's not really a yeah. horror film. It's a very intense thriller. Uh, there, it does tug at your heartstrings on a number of different occasions, and it is completely filled with, oh God, don't do that. Yeah. Oh no, yeah. don't do that. <laughs> oh no, he did it. Oh no, and it's just like repeated over and over and right. over, and it just fits together so perfectly, like this just this incredibly tragic puzzle. Right. Uh, yeah, but it is good. Emergency yeah. is really good. So, uh, yeah. Again, not horror, but I do recommend folks go and check that one out. Right, and I think so and, this is, it's and, definite and, thriller. And uh, Joseph did review it for the podcast for the site. Mm-hmm. So Emergency, if you go to yeah. if you if you go to Serious Things, he did uh, pair that with another film. I think we're going to be talking about Jethika. Jethika. Yeah. Jethika. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the I think the festival is. You'll get the most mileage out of it if if you go there to try and if you if you re- go beyond, sort of if if you're not just there for the horror. Oh because sure sure is, sure. This, certain, right 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 right. This is a festival which because there were a couple of really big movies, the Sandra Bullock movie, mm-hmm. which, yeah. Uh, which, yeah, 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 which was coming out. And I, I think it's out now. The, yeah. And the Nick Cage uh, movie. Yeah. Oh, the, the Nick yeah. Cage. The about unbearable Nick Cage. weight yeah. of massive <laughs> talent. Yeah, yeah Everybody yeah. said it was awesome. Yeah. Okay. I did not get into that one. I was at. The linoleum screening. Oh, there so. you go. Uh, the Tony yep. H- the, the Tony Hawk documentary was awesome. Yeah. The Kids in the Hall documentary was oh, awesome. Oh, that was great. Dio movie. W- the Ronnie James Dio, I th- which Mike- I thought that's what we were going to talk about all day today. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I made that very, very, very clear. <laughs> Mike, Mike has... Um, I will say, that is a great film. And it was great. To uh, to the uh, two directors from the Ronnie James Dio film, if you are listening to the podcast, we would love to have you on the podcast. I know we've already asked you to come on the podcast, so Actually, come on the podcast. Uh, come and, on the and, podcast, and not just in kind of the silly way that we often talk about. Yes. Get on the podcast, like this for real, is, no, like for, for real. real, yeah, for real. For real. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a great great documentary. If you have any interest in Ronnie James Dio and his very very long career through uh, Rainbow, Black Sabbath, and Dio. 
it is a fascinating, fascinating watch. And I mean, I will say from a, as, as an icon, we will probably never see anybody like that again, who had a career that almost spanned 50 years yeah. of, of, of music. That's yeah. insane to think about in this day and age. I mean, I, I don't think we'll ever see that again, ever. Probably. It was a great documentary. Yeah, yeah. and in this day and age, it, to be a successful musician is so hard just to oh, get yeah, noticed yeah. at yeah, all. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, and 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 uh, most of them are going to fall into the flash in the pan kind of right experience. Yep. But anyways, to your point though, I, I yeah, I, I I totally agree. Like if you if you get it if you go there, you get a, if you get a movie pass, yeah, go go see all the stuff because there's yeah, lots, see as much as you can. There's, there's tons. lots of interesting stuff. And Austin's a pretty small city where they have, like, the festival part. So everything was really walkable. They had shuttles for if you had to go across the river to, like, the Alamo draft house was over there. Mm-hmm. And it was great. It was pretty It was pretty well organized, and I had a lot of fun. It was very overwhelming, though. I mean, <laughs> a ton of people. A ton. Take a deep breath. Do some right. yoga. Yeah. yeah. So this, it, yeah. It, it would be akin to... Uh, I, I get the sense that South by Southwest is like going to San Diego Comic-Con. Probably. Yeah, so I would it's, say. It's just, it's, it's yeah. uh, just a sea of humanity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes. everybody's just sort of busting with excitement. And yep. there's vendors everywhere, probably. Yeah. Yep. And there's just it always seems like that there's something that's drawing your eye or your ears. Yep. And I, I, I think that, that uh, you know, I've been, been, you know, pondering, you know, as, as we continue on, you know, when we don't get the opportunity to necessarily get streaming. Oh sure, uh, sure. In the future. Uh, I don't know. If, I love the fact that we get those opportunities, but if if that tap gets shut off, um, then all of a sudden becomes where are we going to spend our tra- oh, our travel money? Right. Like, like if we actually have to show up in person to mm-hmm. see the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because then, yeah. then it's like, <laughs> are we doing Southwest or are we doing Overlook? Right. <laughs> right. 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 Or you know, and then we've, we've well, talked about ooh. Fantastic Fest, which is another one. Yeah, that's, that's the in, one that's I want to do. That's because that awesome. is. Yeah. That is that's our genre specific, yeah, also yeah. in Austin. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, But it is. I think the cool thing about South by Southwest, when we get it, when we get the opportunity to do it, these are all world premieres. Right, they are all pretty big. Yeah, and, yep. and, and that the, the that the I think last year proved out that uh, they gave gave us good movies to see, Heck and that, yeah. and and that it's uh, you know the. These are not going to. There, someone's going to pick these movies up, and they're oh, going to get right, seen. Right. Yeah, yep. Unlike yep. you know, I think a lot of the other even, festivals, even the crappy ones, ones get picked up. Yeah. I'm here mm-hmm. to tell you because there was a couple crappy ones last year that got picked up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sad to say. All right, Liz. So why, why don't you why don't you go ahead and kick us off with what uh, what's our first point of discussion? All right. Well, we're going to kick it off with a little bit of a group discussion, talking about the biggest midnighter and world premiere of Ty West's X. Um, so they had this in one of the small theaters or medium theater, they call it. It only seated 305 people. Oh and this was the actual <laughs> world premiere. So I was like freaking out that I was not going to get in, but I did. Yeah. And, uh, okay. Made a friend in line. Hi, Jonathan, if you're listening. He's a cool filmmaker who ended up uh, being my line buddy at X. And um, the almost the whole group was there. Ty West was there. Brittany Snow, Martin Henderson, Kid Cuddy. They were all there. He did a, you know, an intro of the film and said that aside from the people at A24 and about five of his friends, we were the in- first group to see this film. Like they, even the wow. people in it. Wow. Uh, so, wow. Well, amazingly though, how fast it went from South by Southwest, 
to being oh, out. It came out on yeah, Friday. Like, like yeah. it premiered Damn. on Sunday night yeah. at South by Southwest, and then the following Friday was released uh, yeah, for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Also, so, Liz, you got one of the very first reviews uh, yeah. yeah. up on IMDb for people yeah. to pick up. So That's right. Yeah. Score score one for the for the good guys. Yeah. So it was. This is the kind of movie, man. It was really good to see in a theater with people who wanted to see this movie. Like oh, when we yeah. saw Hereditary and yeah. things like that, and The Lodge. It's one of those where you have to be in a group and you know for people who don't know it's about a film crew who are going out to a rural texas farmhouse to make a porno and the <laughs> cabin and barn that they have rented are owned by this couple that are kind of real crazy religious people who think sex is a big giant no-no and the old man is like don't let my wife see this and <laughs> whoop, the wife sees it and uh the proverbial shit hits the fan <laughs> and uh, y- you get it all. You get an alligator, you get you know, <laughs> it, 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 strong, strong Texas chainsaw vibes. Yeah. Yes. In this. Yes. I think that but the, they filmed it in New Zealand. Of, yeah. Right. That was <laughs> remarkably. Yeah, it's like right. COVID. Right. Right. Yeah. But, but the, the kind of the, the, the setup, um, you know, the, the, in fact, it even had the gas station. Yeah. Visit. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. For me, for for me, who just went through a whole series of watching a bunch of movies with gas station setups, and one of the most famous ones being Texas Chainsaw Texas Massacre. Chainsaw, right. Yeah. It's like kaching, and yeah. and then and then the rural the rural farmhouse, and uh, here's the twist though. Here's the big twist in Texas Chainsaw. The villains were far, far, far more interesting than the group of teenagers in X. The group of teenagers were far yeah. more interesting than the villains. Granted, not teenagers. Yeah. yeah well, they, mo- mo- well, well, young adults, young, young adults, probably. and then and then the one, the one, and then wo- the one main character, Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Wayne, Wayne was in his thirties. <laughs> no, he. Oh, he, I think he was forty. They yeah, said he, he was okay. forty. Yeah, he proclaimed himself to be in his early forties. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I think yeah. that's the big twist because a lot of people are comparing it to Texas Chainsaw. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. It had a lot of the same sort of foundational vibe, but I think that yeah, the the the, the the twist around was very very different for both. Yeah, and um, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think Liz, you gave it you gave it the full five star. Yep. Uh, rating. Yeah, I, I loved it. Yeah. Oh man, I had a blast. Yeah, I I think I'm giving I'd give it a four. I think yep. I I really enjoyed it. I think that it had uh, it was Mike's right. The the that cast of characters, the, they were all they were all very interesting. Each one of them, and they each had their role to play, and they didn't seem to be you know. I didn't, mm-hmm. they, Granted that that they they are kind of cannon fodder in a way, yeah. But they didn't, right? But there, but there, there seemed to be the the logic of because it played out very very quick. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it was like it, it played out in real time, and uh, you know the the you know they they also Ty West set up a lot of stuff. It was like. I'm gonna show you the alligator, and I went, Mike, wait for it. <laughs> and I was yep. like, the yeah. alligator's yeah. not Check coming. Off alligator. Alligator's yeah. not coming back. You know, they had, but they had a lot of these neat um, uh, callbacks, or yep. or even sort of yeah. setups. It's like there's another, like uh, there's another nail setup, and, you right, go, right, and right. as yep. soon as it shows oh, up, yeah. you go. Oh no! Wayne got the nail. Wayne got the nail. And um, well, um, and another thing that was cool and that Ty West even commented on was how he was able to keep most of what happens in this film secret for a very, very long time, and then you know asked the reviewers, "Hey, hold off on 
spoiling or showing what we got to see a little bit of extra, but we can we can say it now because he the next day after the premiere said that he's already created the prequel and shot the prequel for this. And it's called Pearl, um, which is based off the old woman character when she was younger. And we got to see the preview at uh we did too. The screening, yes. yeah. And then, yeah. Showed, and then there's after the movie. There's a yeah. There's a sequel as well. Uh, oh, yeah. yes, a prequel and a sequel. It is a trilogy. A trilogy. Okay. It is a trilogy. It's I don't kinda, know. Kind of hard to sequel this one. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to happen, no, but they yeah. there is a trilogy. A lot of dead people in this yeah. movie. Awesome. To, yeah. I'm here for it. Yeah. Oh heck yeah. Yeah, that's I, what we had to wait five, ten years for from Ty West. You know, um, I guess it was worth the wait if we're gonna get three. Oh heck yeah! And the prequel is supposed to come out this year. Yeah, yeah, wow. this, this fall. Yeah, 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 yeah probably yeah. end of the year. Okay. Yeah. No, oh, I was I was with yep. Eric as well. I think it's a four star movie. I loved it, loved it, loved it. My biggest complaint was that I think the old couple for me was not. Uh, sort of malevolent enough. I was looking mm-hmm, for. I was looking for a little bit of like mischievousness, a little a, a grimace. He wanted a, a devil a, cult. A devil cult. I wanted a Freddy Krueger esque, you know, like cackle. I wanted something, but they played both characters were so flat because they were elderly. But there was never right. there yeah. was never any sort of like truly grimacing. Uh, character attribute that yeah. I that I went like, ooh, god, yeah. dude. I I think that that I, I think the only the, my my major hangup was that uh, it was a classic divide the party. Yeah, because it's like you have a you yeah. have a group of young capable people, and these are our legitimately old, frail, crazy people. Right, but right. they're old and they're frail, and there are you know there are at least. You know, the, the th- three of the, the the three or the two two of the guys yeah. are big dudes yeah, yeah, yeah. who could have you know could have could have and, and 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 truth be told, if they had if any of them had been together and they were able to puzzle it out, they could have overwhelmed the old lady. But the fact is, but it was so carefully orchestrated that that the dominoes fell, and it was great relative to the story. And mm-hmm. Mike jumped out of his chair twice. Uh, yeah, no, three yeah. Times. I think it was three, three times. times. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was three times. I just, I loved it. it, was a, the, 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 it great it, it jump is, scares. It is a testament oh my to great. God, jump there were some great jump yeah. scares in yeah. that film. Yeah, I think my extra star is just from the atmosphere and yeah. being yeah. there and being so excited. I, I do think this is, I, I think this is going to be a, a, a breakout piece for Ty West for people who don't know Ty West. Right. Right. I think that uh, uh, there's a lot of buzz coming off this one. Yes. And yes. I, I think it's got that it's got the sleazy factor that's a lot of fun. And yep. in a way, in a way it sort of legitimizes the sleaze. Oh, for right? sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean it's, it's like legit it's like everything but the up close bits of the porn kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they do Mm-hmm. But they, but it's, but it's all, it's all in, in service of the, of the story, right? Uh, as opposed to a Friday the Thirteenth movie where you just have naked, naked teenagers running right, around, right, right, and right, right. Just horny teenagers. Yeah. This is actually, I think it's funny because it, it, it's, it's like, they don't know what we're doing here, do they? Right. And I no, intend right. to keep it that way. You right, know, right, that, right, that, right. That kind of stuff, and, and, and also the, 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 the dynamics of the group, as Mike was saying, was very interesting, and in how that they all. Because this is this being sort of the late seventies, all of a sudden, you know the the sort of the sexual mores of the time, and seeing you know how how each of them comes to grip with the sex industry. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. It's very. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very clever, very well done, and it actually led to some very interesting decisions for the characters. Yep. Yep. So yeah. In a way, that was, was. I thought that was awesome. Which was super smart, and Ty West always super smart. 
Uh, the pacing yep. on this movie was fantastic. Right. Um, it because even even before like the, the 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 bloody mayhem kicked in, the backstory of the movie production and what they're doing and the relationships was also very interesting. Yeah. The yeah, character yeah. building was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, so. a, it's a it's a great film. It's a great film. So that's yep. X. All right. All right. So since, X. since no one else has has seen any of these other films or can't see any of these right. other films just yet, we're going to quickly go through a whole slew of other things we saw that we really liked that we recommend to write down, take note of, yep. because they will be out on a streaming service or Hope to God in a theater near you very, very soon. Or maybe at another film festival. Or maybe at another film festival. Right. Or you can order a DVD online. Maybe. There you go. I don't know. <laughs> hopefully, VH- <laughs> hopefully, hopefully X comes out on VHS because, you know, they did House of the Devil. Uh, House of the Devil yeah. did put out a special version VHS. Mike, one of the 25 <laughs> people who still has a, play, a, a, VHS, a VHS player that actually come still on. works. Come on, do it. Right. All right. So, Liz, what were the other films? That you saw at South by Southwest that you really liked saw I should say okay. in person saw in person. in person in person. So my other five star review out of this film festival was Watcher. Mm. Um, Watcher is directed by Chloe Okuno, who had done a part of VHS, one of the you know, segments in the new VHS. Um, This is a slow burn. Oh, this movie is my wheelhouse. So this is about Julia, played by Micah Monroe from It Follows, and her Romanian husband, Francis, played by Carl Glusman. Um, He gets a promotion, so they uproot themselves from the States and move to Romania. So he's working all the time. He speaks Romanian. She doesn't. She's alone. You know, so she's stranger in a strange land while he's not there. And one night they're going to dinner and are walking down the street and there's an ambulance and a crime scene. And they hear that a woman has been found murdered with her head chopped off. And this is not the first murder that's happened in the neighborhood. So you know, creepy there. And then Julia also, (laughs) while she's setting up the new apartment, keeps seeing this figure in the building across the street that looks like he's staring directly into her windows. Um, so she has to go through trying to find this watcher. That's just what they call him. And, uh, man, it, the ending is bonkers and (laughs) awesome and exactly what I needed. It slow burned and then just gut punches you at the end and it is gory and bloody. And this is from IFC midnight and the release date is okay. June third, so oh, cool. you will be able to see this soon. So, was there was there any uh, supernatural to the Watcher, or is it just like no. straight up serial killer? So that is straight up serial killer. Exciting. Liz, that is for me. Yeah, yes, and that, that was is that was one me. of the ones, unfortunately, that was not available for streaming. No, it wasn't had streaming. Had to be Austin Austin to watch it. Yep. So go read Liz's review of that because yep, it is one of very very few reviews kicking around out there. It was so good. I I, I can't wait. Yeah. The Watcher. Or Watcher or The Watcher. Just Watcher. Just Watcher. watcher. All right. What what else did you see, Liz? Okay. So my second highest rated one is a kind of like a scrappy little film called The Prank. And, Mike, I know you got to this online. This movie stars... Rita Moreno, yes, that <laughs> Rita is Moreno awesome. is ninety years old and yeah. is rocking leather pants in this movie. <laughs> yeah. and, and Rita, Rita Moreno, is, this is this is her year. Uh, she's up. 
It's Oscar yeah. night tonight. Yeah. For those, for, for, uh, that, uh, and West Side Story. She was Oh, on. Yeah. right, right, right. So, oh, my yeah. God. Is she, is she in the, the, the remake of West yeah. Side Story? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. You're kidding. Yeah. So, That's and my awesome. sister's been telling me you got to go see it. But She's anyway. amazing. Yeah. She plays this um, <laughs> physics teacher who has been teaching for like 40 years and just all the students, she just kind of terrorizes her students. She is just tough teacher. And she discovers that uh, someone has cheated on their midterm exam, so she's going to flunk the whole class. And our main character, Ben, is waiting on this grade to be able to do his college applications. So he is so angry that him and his best friend, Tanner, played by Ramona Young, decide that they are going to frame the teacher for the murder of a student who had been missing for two years. They don't know if he's dead, but that way uh, she's going to get fired and the grade, the class will go to pass fail and it won't count towards his GPA. So he won't have to declare it on his application. So like, yeah, it seems like a great idea, right? Uh, so but, this but. goes, you know, once you get that wheel turning, it just snowballs out of control. Like, it's so funny. Like, the newscasters are like, yeah, I believe it. She was my teacher. Like, everybody. <laughs> she's awful. Teacher. Yeah, and all the, um, all the parents are the same way. They're like, yeah, exactly. she's, yeah, she's a pretty awful teacher. Everybody's had them. Um, yeah. This also has some serious comedy chops. It has Kate Flannery, uh, who played Drunk Meredith on The Office. Yeah. It has yeah. Kimmel, and she plays the lunch lady, which right, is right, amazing. Right, right. Jonathan Kimmel plays the janitor, and Keith David, mm -hmm. yes, that Keith David plays the principal. Um, yeah. so <laughs> I said that this film reminded me, it is a cross between the Burbs and like all the Nickelodeon shows from the late 80s and early 90s, like Pete and Pete and Clarissa totally. Explains All. These kids are wholesome and wonderful and lovable, but also, you know, they've got the snarky one who's doing his TikToks and do, like yeah. the gossip and stuff like that. But, oh, man, they're, you know, you know so what it is? It's fun. it's a really smart version of Goosebumps. It's like, yeah, it's like a Goosebumps that, that you can watch with your kids and not cringe and go, oh, God, this is so dumb. Now, right, right. Back in retrospect, right. it is a yeah, it's a it's a smart, smart, smart version of Goosebumps. I really loved it. I watched it with my 11 year old who I let him stay up uh, about an hour later on a school night so that we could finish it up. And he said, I don't want to go upstairs because this movie is so intense. I don't want to miss any of it. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It yeah. was great. So it's, yeah, it's it's perfect for kids. It's perfect for adults. I mean, there are some... PG-13. There's some F, F, yeah, word, F bombs. It's, it's probably PG-13. There's no nudity. There's, no. there's like a couple of very light allusions to drug usage. And then there's a couple but uses of the mostly na Mostly mean scheming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so that's the prank and hopefully that will be coming soon because that was a world premiere. And wasn't that an Amazon one as well? It might have been, yeah, okay. which would be great because yep. then it will come to Amazon. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. then my third pick that I will do is called bodies, bodies, bodies. Um, if the kids from the prank were lovable, these kids are not lovable <laughs> in bodies, bodies, bodies. Um, this is about a bunch of 20-somethings who are having pretty much a hurricane party at Pete Davidson's parents' house. Uh, he, <laughs> he plays David, and they're all rich, and they're all going to have this hurricane party. 
And they're playing this game that's called Bodies, 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 which is kind of like... Isn't that what you do down there? Isn't that a New Orleans thing? (laughs) The hurricane, yeah. (laughs) Hurricane party, yes. Doing this silly game, no. But um, so one of the uh, girls, her name is Sophie. Uh, She brings her new girlfriend, B, out there. And B is, she's not poor, but she's not rich like these people. And... The power goes out. I don't know why they're surprised that the power goes out. I mean, it's a hurricane. <laughs> they are surprised. And um, Pete Davidson's character ends up getting killed. And so they're all turning on each other, trying to figure out what happened to him, that he got killed for real. And, you know, backstabbing, hijinks, craziness ensue. So this one screened at uh, one of the big theaters that holds 1,200 people. Yeah, that whole group was there. Geology 101. <laughs> yeah. um, I know, I know that reference. Yeah. And <laughs> sorry, I yeah. know this is coming out. Oh, this, it says March 14th, but that was the day it streamed at South by Southwest. Um, this does not have a release date yet, but I will say these are characters that are not likable at all. And kind of some of the jokes didn't really land for me, but maybe because I'm no longer a 20-something. Uh, <laughs> missing the references. What yeah, is this TikTok thing? That you, yeah, you what is, tell of. me about the TikTok and the Facebook. <laughs> but the ending, when you find out what happened to Pete Davidson's character, is phenomenal. So it's an A24 film, too. We're going to see it sometime this year. So stay tuned. Uh to the scariest things, and we'll tell you when it's coming out. Also, uh, another woman director. Her name is Helena Rain. She was uh, Swedish, I believe, or Norwegian. Seems like A twenty four is like branching out a little bit. They're get, getting away yeah, from a little like, bit. The, the strictly the auteur type films, and they're like trying out some other stuff as well. Yeah, this yeah. didn't feel A twenty four to me, yeah. but it yeah, was. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think. Well, you know, they, they, X X is another great example. I wouldn't have necessarily yeah. put X in the A twenty four camp because it doesn't really have an an but artistic I, quality to but it. I think didn't they haven't they done a lot? I would have thought Watcher would have been more A twenty four, and that's IFC Midnight. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was uh, I think a lot of the um, Larry Festenden school. Yeah, goes through A twenty four and and Ty Maybe. West, Ty Ty West, West is, is, a, is 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 the yeah. the one of the most successful. Of of the Fessenden School of Directors, yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure, so, for sure. Not 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 super surprising that it's a twenty four, but you know all the more reasons. Like I have my I have an a twenty four subscription through the Amazon Prime. Oh yeah, so yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah. so good, that if you guys, for those of you who like your art house horror, and now that they're branching out to quality, more slightly mainstream things, mm-hmm. yeah, totally worth picking up. Yep. Yeah. All right. All right. Those are my picks. All right. Eric, you go next. You want me to sure. go next? Uh, so what I am, um, I'm going to talk about a couple, the lead off with a couple of movies that you most likely will not get a chance to see unless you go to festivals, because I'm going to talk about a couple of great short films that, okay. that, that came up. Um, so cool. the, they have a midnight shorts block, and unlike... Yep. Um, Through IMDb. Uh, yeah. Um, unlike a lot of other uh, festivals, they don't, they don't have a lot. I think right. they just had, they, I think there were 10 right. of them. Uh, of, of the films, mm-hmm. um, uh, unlike say, like our Portland Horror Film Festival's got you get fifty five of them or something right, like that. Right, right, right. Yep. Uh, but the, uh, but uh, South by Southwest curates 
uh, a small run. So these were all, they're all very interesting. My two favorites are the ones I'm going to talk about. The first one is called Moshari, and it's directed by a man named Nuhash Humayun, which uh, the premise being, when the world is overrun with bloodthirsty creatures, the last of my, mankind persevere in Dhaka, Bangladesh, by spending their nights inside the Moshari, the only known shelter from the unknown threat. And Moshari in, um, in, in Bangladeshi is mosquito netting. Um, oh, okay. There are two sisters, Apu and I Ira, and they must navigate this strange new world to survive. However, their strained relationship is becoming mu as much of a threat as the dangers outside. And one night, when Aira's curiosity lures her outside the safety of the Mashari, Apu must rise to the occasion as they face their demons together. And it's beautiful and it's dreamy. The rest of the world has fallen. And they actually make some statements about... Uh, they're, 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 there's like an intercom thing that, that's going off on the, uh, in the background. Not an intercom, but a... a, 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 a um, a, a megaphone that's going out there and saying, everybody get to your shelters. Uh, it's like the West has fallen. There's no one else is going to come and save you. Right, right. It's like, it's just us now, so take care of yourselves. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's, it's, and then they said it, the, the, it's, up to, it's up to Bangladesh to hold out for humanity. And so, and, and, and there's these two young girls, and one of them is like, like eight, uh -huh. And she's a curious kid. Sure. She doesn't want to follow her bossy big sister. She gets easily bored, and so she's, like, teasing the mosquito netting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -oh. And she finds a hole, and she starts, and it's like, oh, don't do that, kid. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Um, and it, um, well, uh, situation happens. Um, yeah. It's not mosquitoes. <laughs> the blood-sucking things are not mosquitoes. Uh-oh. Um, much, much bigger, much worse. Um, and... It's it's a it's a really really beautiful movie, and I've right. often wondered why so the South Asian subcontinent doesn't produce more good horror movies as opposed to places some some places like Indonesia, which oh. do, which do, or even like Argentina. I, you thought know, the, some, I thought Indonesia qualified as the South Asian subcontinent. No, that's oh. no, that, this is, that would be <laughs> South. This would be Pakistan, India, oh, Bangladesh. Okay, okay, oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, 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 because they have because Bollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yep, it's yep, it's yep. it's the number two after Hollywood. Right, it's, right, right. It's huge, um, and that, but they they prefer doing song and dance numbers, yeah, um, yeah. and and dramas and and sexy cops and stuff like that. That's so were not, the, wait, were the blood sucking creatures bats? Uh, they're can you say? Uh, they're oh, more on. like vampires. No, they're vampires. Ooh. Oh. Like small vampires, big vampires. Big vampires. Vampire vampires. But, but for whatever reason, this special mosquito netting, I think, is has kept them out. These Mosharis okay. and that there's something about it. Um they don't really go into much depth about it. Um, what was the runtime on it? This was about uh twenty minutes. Okay. okay. Um okay. so you know, I think the it has it again, it it, it it's a transportational movie uh because it's really it's in the slums i mean like if there aren't things that aren't slums in yeah, bangladesh yeah. um but it's super exotic feeling mm -hmm. and and you get uh the, the 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 you can feel the tension both the external tension and the internal tension okay every step every move seems to have something potent ready to happen and okay. it's and it was terrific and so uh this is one that if you're going to um festivals keep an eye out i think moshari is one to Keep an eye out for. Um, the second, the second of the uh, short films that I saw was Nightbreakers, uh, directed by a couple of Spaniards, um, Gabriel Campoy and uh, Guillaume Lafos. 
Um, and a group of people trudge through a maze of underground tunnels. They break the, a- the absolute darkness with abundant lights that are attached to their bodies in Baroque suits loaded with batteries and lights of many kinds. On their journey, they will have to face the dangers that lurk in the dark and what's worse, themselves. Um, this is a perfectly constructed short film. This is, uh, it's, a, it's an media res sci-fi horror snippet. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you're thrown right in the middle of the action. It feels like it is at the conclusion of a movie, okay. and that these are the survivors, and this is their last push to get to get yeah, to safety, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the they're near the batteries are running out, and the lights are keeping the monsters at bay. Sure. Uh, so it has a feel like if you remember Pitch Black, where there's a um, there, there's a group of survivors who are trying to get to a spaceship, and they've got limited right. lights and that kind of stuff. Has the same kind of vibe there, but um, y- you get. You're 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 seeing this group of people, and but you know accidents, misfortune, betrayal, and just bad interpersonal dynamics imperil their ability to get to safety. Um, And and then every now and then you see these shadowy monsters come in and take one of them away. Um, And it is a it opens great because. It's like you're you're. It's like the heavy breathing. Everybody's running, and, and you see the, these these lights bobbing around. It's like little Christmas trees coming coming towards the camera, um, and then it's got a really harrowing conclusion. I and and I think that the testament to this is that I want to know more about this story, how it started, and really how it ends. If really how it ends, I mean, it it could have been the end here. So, uh, so you think this is maybe a proof of concept kind of thing? I think. Oh, that would be cool. If they're it was a proof for a of concept, bit more. I would sign up for this thing as a full feature. Okay. Um, All right. It and feel- what, what was this one called? It's called Nightbreakers. Nightbreakers. Nightbreaker. Um, From Spain. And it, it, it's sort of a kind of a you know steampunk post-apocalyptic survival thing, and um, that seems to be a theme here. Yeah. Yeah. So Shorts. that was that was that was great. Um, so the, the some of the other ones, I think the the other films that there were, they got kind of. Some weird ones. Sure. Um, some mm-hmm. that were were talking about life in the pandemic, and they got a little bit kind of too preachy. Sure, sure, sure. It's like, nah, mm-hmm. I could pass on that. But these were the two. Those were the two that stood out for me. Cool. So uh, beyond uh, wash your hands and wear a mask. Yeah. yeah and, uh, <laughs> you know, I. You know, it's like it, it sounds weird, but I bailed out on a couple of short films. You know. Hey, like, I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Because <laughs> it's like. It's I like, didn't pay for this. Like, yeah, I know I'm it's, turning this crap off. I know it's only going to go another ten minutes, but I'm done with this thing. Um, it's ten minutes too long. And then there are some of them that were just like mm-hmm. two minutes. Right, 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 um, right. There was an interesting one called Omi, where there was a father and a son who go out fishing, and fathers, uh, it's a, a, a African American couple, yeah, yeah. Uh, a father and son, and and it tells him, "Hey, kid, this is how you tie a knot." And, and 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 little boys going, "Look at me! I'm standing on the bridge, the boat." And it's like, "Don't do that!" And he falls in the water. He reaches in, pulls him out, and it's a girl. And it's like, oh, that's crazy, weird. Oh, that's and then, creepy. and then she pushes dad over, and dad comes back out, and it's a woman. And it's like, what the hell happened? What was that? I don't know. if It was really a horror thing, but it was right, weird. Right, right, right. So, well, because they're midnighters, also they kind of just do whatever doesn't fit in any other category. It's, they're it's like, fantastical. That's weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, mid, mid, midnighters is a very, very right. broad a term. Net. Were there yeah. any funny ones? Because oftentimes the funny ones are the ones I, that steal the, the show the, in the shorts. The blocks. one that I probably, th- there was there was a there was a Chinese or a Hong Kong one uh-huh. um, that I missed. There was a, uh, that 
Yeah, that one was that one sounded and that one was that that one won some some awards, but I okay. I missed it. And so okay. anyway, so that's right. what that's what you get from for for me for the short films. All right, uh, feature film, uh, yeah. and this is one that I think all three of us saw. I probably liked it a little bit better than you guys. I know I know I liked it better than Mike, uh, but it's not it's still not great. Uh, this is uh, Sissy. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, directed by. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to give it that no. sound of. Yeah. I didn't love right. it. And 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 we need a and, foley artist. And yeah. <laughs> we need a foley artist for scariest things. Um, this was directed by Hannah Barlow, who also play who stars in the movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And Kane Senesi. Uh, uh, um, so this is about Cecilia, who's become a successful influencer using self-help meditation rituals of her own creation. Unfortunately, she has yet to truly conquer her own insecurities. And when she gets invited to spend some quality time with a long-lost childhood bestie, Emma, who's uh, Barlow, um, and her, a, her and childhood a, bully... And a, a frenemy. Yeah. Uh, well, that... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me let oh, me explain. Yep. yep. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking here. Bestie um, and frenemy. <laughs> yep. Like, like right here with me and Mike. Um, uh, her, her childhood uh, bully, Alex, also is at this... Uh, this bachelorette party, um, and there's bring it brings up long dormant fears, and they're forced to she's forced to take a much more aggressive approach to deal with her problems than just crossing her legs and putting a rope around herself. Uh, at times, this is admirable, and other times, it's really frustrating. This movie is a bit of a mixed bag of bullying tropes, um, and you know, I think for bullying movies, the, it, it, you get many horror classics out of these things. Uh, unchecked mm-hmm. bullying leads to revenge, and when the victims yep. get pushed past their boiling point, the tables can turn violently, and the benchmark being Carrie, right? Right. Um, or let the right one in. You got yeah. Ginger Snaps. You got right. Christine. You got a bunch of these things. So it's it, but but it, it is a it's in order to make it work, you need to empathize with the victim or the person right. who's going to make the flip, Carrie. Right. Um, and it's a tricky line as you're naturally inclined to side with a victim who's the underdog in the battle of the powerful and the weak. Make the victim too pathetic and you risk rooting for someone who, you, who may not deserve the sympathy. Make the victim too strong and there's no dramatic tension. Uh, and they, they, they never. the other problem was that they never really show the bullying, right? The, the bullying. Oh, no, they totally show the bullying. They do. Now, there's like, yeah, there's like, yeah, the, the, there's like the, 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 the kind of the, – but it's not – Again, it's it's the proportion of of what it is. It's like right. It, well, that, it, it was this, it was the teasing that broke up a, that broke up a lifetime friendship. But but it's it's so it's so subtle and yeah. It's, I, although it's, I, it's not persistent and it's not altogether that uh, aggressive, I guess. Well, and okay. So, so you just let go. Me, you just go. Eh, let me okay. put it in this way. Yeah. You were never a thirteen-year-old girl. <laughs> true. That's um, true, true, true. But I and, don't know. The, but, but that did, bullying, I don't think, would be enough girl. to turn you into a psychopath. No, right. but that's. But you know the the but the the rationale yeah. for why Alex the bully hates her so much now that that move. Well, sure. Yeah, sure, like, sure, sure. Uh, that, yeah. That, what, what, the, the, that says Cecilia's violent streak shows yeah. up as yeah. a yeah. child. Yeah, the twist. The twist is big, and so that was like but, okay. I but get the it. bullying's not. No, but the right. bu- but but I also know that um, constant constant belittling and and badgering right. can wear on you. You don't have to be, pour a, puck, a bucket of bl- pig's blood on you to be considered bullying. It's yeah. And so, but I think that that, that I think that is one of the the, the tricky things with this. With this movie is that the that the reaction is is disproportional to the amount of bullying. Sure. Um, sure. And sure, then sure. and then later on, I mean, I, the, there was a lot of, and I, and I would say it's frustrating because I didn't like 
the the rest of the the party goers were a bunch of narcissistic and it you know the it's like the LGBT community mm-hmm. at its w- most characteristically obnoxious right right and you well going, yeah more, oh, I more, more to your point that. there there was no one there was no one unfortunately in the film to root for yeah. and so that ultimately yeah. sissy is kind of a terrible character and yeah. And whether she does good, yeah. bad, or indifferent, you don't ultimately really care. Yeah, I think that's. I think that is. That's, a, that's, that's a big where thing. It falls so, apart. yeah. What I would say is that it is a skillfully produced and structured film. Yes. I think. I think it looks great. Yep. I think the acting is good. Yep. Well, uh, but I think, I think that the that there are story plot holes that yep. and and or the or that the. It's the the reactions are disproportionate to the the yep. the, the, the like the violent the violence yeah. that comes out at the very end. It seems like, whoa, that seems to be that really ramped up, and, right, right, and, right, and right, it didn't right. seem it didn't seem earned in that way. So right. that's anyways that's sissy. Yep, I didn't get to see some of these other great ones that you guys yeah, saw, yeah, yeah, I, but yeah. I got yeah. to see sissy. Yeah, um, the other one that I the, the other one that I got a chance to review, which is also it's a little bit of a problematic film to review, but I think I'm giving it a little bit better. I'm giving it more benefit of the doubt, and that slashback. Um, yeah. So this is at the edge of the. I Ar- missed this one. Yeah. I wanted to see it. It is very interesting. Um, it's at, you know at the edge of the Arctic Circle, an isolated and remote Inuit community, uh, under the unending daylight of the Arctic sun. There's a group of teenagers who fight off boredom, and an alien invasion of Earth. This is <laughs> the simple premise, executed earnestly, of slashback, um, and you get Mykia who is a teenage girl, a hunter's daughter, who is weary of being at the top of the world, being cut off from most of the civilized world, is a tedium. And they have they have cell phones, so they know what the rest of the world is like, and they realize that they don't have it. You're right. They're, 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 the, this is a um, her hometown of Peng, Peng Nuturung in Nunavut, Canada, which is a real place. They call it <laughs> Peng for short. It's a small hamlet of a little over 1,400 villagers, and there's little to do even in the long, lazy summer when the sun goes down after midnight. And joining her, she is her best friend, Jesse, who's the stalwart ethical soul of her group, the brash Tom by Uki, who rather likes it in Pang, and the privileged Lena, who gets to go to Winnipeg every year, which is apparently the big city. Um, and so they they go out on a boat on one lazy day because they're just bored and they want to get away from the, from the, from the, the, the adults and they want to talk about boys and practice shooting a rifle and they see this weird polar bear out there right but it it moves weird and they go what's wrong with that polar bear and it's a it's kind of like a polar bear squid thing <laughs> and they they shoot it and they rescue there's like one of the little the, 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 the little there's a little sister who comes out and they rescue the little sister from this strange polar bear thing and they and they go back it's like something else. They, they actually you don't realize it's a squid polar bear until they leave they shoot it and the lot <laughs> falls over right, and then right, the tentacles right. come out of it and you go oh okay um and then they go back to town and then all the adults are going out on it's a it, they have like a traditional night of square dancing and binge drinking and and partying at, at the grange hall and the kids and the teenagers are left to take care of the little kids in town but the squid polar bear thing comes following them back to the town and then it picks off a couple of stragglers, like a fisherman and 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 a cop, and and then they they get turned into these like scarecrow like guys, right, right, right. and they start shambling, and they're they're, they're they're they must have gotten some contortionists out there because they're they move really funky, and then it's up to the girls to uh, 
to take them on. And and their their catchphrase was, you don't fuck with the girls from Pang, <laughs> which is great. Um, so now I think it's important when reviewing a film like Slashback, it's, it's, it's as important to refrain from evaluating the film from for what it is not rather than for what it is. Uh, this film is an extreme rarity in that it, it is almost entirely cast of Nunavik villagers from an area where acting is not a co- typical career option. <laughs> right. <laughs> as, mm-hmm. as such, you have to forgive some of the stiff amateurism presented within the acting. Is the is the person who directed it from that? She from is that from. Area? She is she uh, a similar town. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, and so and she she, she kind of knew what she was getting into. It's she, it's probably autobiographical in some sure, sort. And, sure. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. and that's one of the wonderful things is she that that she came back. Yeah, that's she came, cool. and, and she yeah, goes, yeah. I'm going to tell a story using girls right. like me. Right, 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 right. Um, and uh, and because there, there's a lot of things where it's like the, when when the girls have to go back to town and take care of the their, the kids. It's like I don't want to take care of the kids. Let's go to the party because it's like there's the bo- that boy. Right, right, and right, they, right, and, right. And when they go the, and when they go there, that the, the, it's like the totally it's it you know the high school party where everybody's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> not much. It's up to you. Not much. You know, not right, the, right, right. The, those kinds of things. And then, and then the scarecrow monster comes stumbling into the party and right, right, busts right. it up. Um, but it's it's endearing. Um, I think, you know, the, I think the the fact that they actually managed to get probably a, t- a cast of twenty t- speaking roles, yeah, out of a out of a Nunavik Inuit population is remarkable. Yeah, and I, yeah, and yeah. it reminds me a lot of Aliens on Stage, which we, oh, okay. from mm-hmm. last year. I thought you were going to say Attack the Block, but yeah. Well, actually, Attack the Block if you had a community theater doing it. Sure. Oh, okay. So okay. that's right. why the, okay. the, the Aliens <laughs> on Stage, right? It was that you really enjoyed watching these community college yeah, yeah, folks yeah, yeah, actually yeah, yeah, putting yeah. on a production. You right. rooted for them because right. it's like, come on, you guys. And in this case, it was... Uh, a bunch of teenage girls. Uh, I think the the this movie punches above its weight class relative to the visual effects. Um, do, you get also, the, do you get the sense that it'll get a wide release? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know because it really does. I mean, the acting is. Yeah. Pretty, it, it, pretty it's thin. not. It, it's it's uh, not its strength. Sure. But it's got a great soundtrack. You'd love this the soundtrack. Okay. It, okay. It's, it might be even like I don't know if. It's, but it's really breathy, and yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, the, it's kind of this thumping, pulsing, really super cool thing. Okay. And the visuals, it's like you just you yeah. put it out on Baffin Island in the summertime. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing looking. Um, okay. So, you know, I think the, the the long and the short of it is, I, I what I what I thought about this, it's 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 a if this is a movie that it's a reflection of what the, these girls really have gone through, where they undoubtedly have wondered what their lives are going to be going forward. They can re- look back and realize for at least one moment, right? They were movie stars yeah, yeah, yeah. on the big screen in Austin, right. Texas. Uh, yep. That yeah. was like, hell that, yeah! And so it's like, congratulations, girls, yeah. you're movie stars. So yeah, I thought that, and so that way it's cool. I probably I gave it three and a half stars on my review. Okay. Um, because you just can't get around some of the stiff acting. Right. Right. Um, and the story is pretty simple, but you know, it's like it's a heart. It, it's like you. You're rooting. You're rooting for the actors. Sure. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's cool. All right. All right. So that was those. That Slash was my takeaway. Back. Slash back. Go see Slashback yeah. if you Eskimo, get a chance. Uh, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. That, I don't know that you. I think there's only certain populations that actually you call them Eskimos now. It's yeah. Inuit. So yeah, yeah. All right. Yep. All right. My three were uh, Jethika, uh, directed by Pete O's, who has done lots of small indie features, but he hasn't done any horror. This film has exceptional atmospherics. 
It is a plot that I have never seen before. Really? And it is great acting. A woman by the name of Callie Hernandez is sort of the main character. She was in The Blair Witch. She was in The Endless. Uh, really, really wonderful, mm. oh, yeah, wonderful yeah, yeah. young actress who, at the beginning of the film, she's getting it on with this guy in this car. And uh, the guy, they, they finish the getting it on. And the guy says to her, like, I, I need to know a little bit more about you. Tell me, tell me a little bit more. And she's like, oh, you want to hear a story? I'll, I'll tell you a story. And she tells, the fr- she tells the story of her friend, Jethika, who is uh, basically comes to live with her in the middle of friggin' nowhere in New Mexico, in super, super duper ur- mm. rural New Mexico. And uh, the friend comes to uh, the friend Jethika comes to live with her, and the friend Jethika is uh, trying to get. She's done everything she can to get away from a stalker, and this mm-hmm. this, this guy is relentless. He is relentless, uh, and they show all sorts of uh, flashback clips of him, you know, writing letters, leaving her phone messages, you know, every possible emotion being expressed: good, bad, indifferent, violent, humorous crying, you know, uh, manic, all of it. Turns out the the, the gentleman that is um, stalking Jethika is actually a ghost. And he has he has died. He has actually he has actually died and she doesn't realize that her stalker, who is indeed a one hundred percent stalker is also a ghost, and so you can't it, run. So it is up to them. There's only three ways you can get rid of a stalker or a ghost. Uh, you either have to it, it, the ghost has to disappear on their own. You have to kill the ghost, or you have to get the ghost to take it upon themselves to move on and find somebody else. So to okay. stalk. So was cool. her was her stalking ghost? Uh huh. Did she had did. Was she involved with the demise of this person to make them a ghost? Uh, that I'm not going to get into. Okay, that I am not going to get into. Because that's like that's kind of hard to that shake. If that was if if oh, it's like I hope the this one comes why. out then. That is a, I don't. I, I didn't catch it. Yeah, that is a big major spoiler. But uh, it, I think the runtime is like an hour and twelve minutes, which is yeah, awesome, 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 awesome. It's super tight, but at the same time. It is very languid and it is very atmospheric and it lets you take in sort of rural New Mexico. Yeah, hey man, it's New Mexico. What yeah. you can't you can't move fast in New yeah, Mexico. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. It is awesome. Jethika may very well be on my end of year list. Uh, next oh, one, cool. okay. which also may be on the end of my year list, is a film directed by Addison Hyman. And this is his very first film ever. He had done, you know, little dribs and drabs here and there, mm-hmm. but this is his first film. It's a film called Hypochondriac, and it is Man, it like it is. I'm like, glad you saw this because I looked at too. it. And I kind of went, eh, maybe not for me. Yeah, it did not. I was not interested in all from reading the description. So when you said, I was yeah, like four stars, and I was like, man, Attaboy, okay, Mike. yeah. So this is yeah. listen to Mike. I was I was not interested either, and I sat down and I figured, well, uh, you know, there's there's very little because uh, the, the Midnighters was only really comprised of ten films, and so I was right. like. I'm going to have to get get a little bit beyond the Midnighters. But this is a film involves uh, a young uh, early on in the film. This this young kid will uh, played exceptionally by Zach uh, Via. Uh, he his mom is in the middle of basically a psychotic episode. And she like in, in the opening scene of the film is trying to kill him. And he's like a, he's like a 10 year old kid. And the mom is like actively trying to kill him fast mm-hmm. forward like uh 10 15 years 
and you know, uh, Will is is an upstanding young gentleman who has his own relationship with a, uh, a, a young gentleman, and he is a burgeoning potter. He's, uh, he's working out his artistic skills in pottery, and he starts to have all sorts of uh, sort of, uh, you might think they're psychosomatic. He starts to have these ailments, these maladies, et cetera. Then at the same time, he starts getting these weird packages from his mom that are like full of like letters and half, you know, half open packs of cigarettes, and <laughs> VHS huh. tapes and books that have been tabbed and all sorts of crap like that. And then she's leaving him all these really insane messages. And he starts to naturally wonder whether or not he genetically is predisposed to the same mental illness that his mom was up against. And so it does, I will say this, it does take on a kind of a Donnie Darko-esque type hmm. character okay. in the film where he has this sort of wolf uh, confidant that he's constantly talking to. The, the wolf may or may not be providing good guidance <laughs> to him. Uh, your make-believe friend is, yeah. may not may have your not interest your, in line. Exactly, exactly. Okay. But as as he goes through as he goes through and is trying to sort all through all of this, you get um, what you really get is you get to see sort of uh, the mental uh, you, you get to see a mental a breakdown happening in real time and the difficulties of diagnosing and, and, and treating that when the patient comes to you with, you know, like vagaries like, oh, my my arms hurt. I my head feels a little fuzzy. I you know, I don't feel quite right. Um, but uh it's great because in some ways it also plays, and I likened it to uh, Let's Scare Jessica to Death, where you don't know if Jessica is indeed completely insane or if the things that are happening to her are really happening to her. And that's what Will has to face is, is he really going insane and is, or, or is he just caught up in the paranoia of becoming his mom? Yeah, well, you know, I think one of the interesting things for that, like... Uh, I get concerned, like my father's going through dementia. Right, right. Mm. You know, I'm going, and and part of it, I've also proclaimed quite loudly that I'm ready to retire as soon as I can afford to retire. <laughs> right, right, right. Because right. I do not want, like, you look down the road and you go, is that going to be me? Right, right. right. And, I, and, and I'm sure that, you know, for, and, 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 for a lot of us who are of our age now, and we see our parents slipping into a certain now, this this is a younger man. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. But but the same kind of things that the worries of ca casting your it's like okay, my genetic code. Look forward twenty year, twenty five years. What am I up against? Right. You know, mm -hmm. and that's a, and no, you're you're you are spot on, and that's what I said in the review is like the scares, uh, like the true scares that we all fear in life don't come from ghosts and chainsaws. And, and maniacs wielding butcher knives, they come mm -hmm. from looking inward and coming to a realization right. that it could all be falling apart right before our very eyes. Yep. And we might just not know it. We might be too busy podcasting to realize <laughs> it's all coming apart at the seams. All right. The last film I saw was a film Eric also reviewed. Eric gave it three and a half stars. I'm going to solid four stars because you get to see Baphomet. And I was like, that's true. I, yeah. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> Finally, somebody actually had the cojones to show Baphomet. Yeah. You get you get about 30 seconds of Baphomet. I was like, maybe 13 seconds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but uh, yeah, uh, but I've got to call it because so many people just chicken out from that. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. So this is a film directed by Bre uh, Brendan Muldowney called The Cellar. 
I loved it. I thought it was really great. I thought the story was was super tight. Mm-hmm. It basically involves a family that moves into the house of a, a physician that may have been uh, dealing with the or uh, a physics a physics professor who may have been yep. dealing with the dark arts. Math is evil. Yes, mm-hmm. math. Is, yeah, this, this is. is yes. I, 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 that was my big takeaway on this movie. Yes. Yeah. Was it that, was that there's like there's a lot of counting there's there's a lot of and then there's there's an abacus that you can see that that's like right. heck, that's moving around shifting it around right 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 and 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 there's equations scro- scrawled all over the place and it was like I knew it I knew it math is out to get us math is evil yes math is the devil and that is that's really kind of the takeaway no uh, I think oh that, and I think you can see this one now it looks oh, like it says it's gonna be it was yeah. released on March 25th right. so oh, yeah awesome yeah, awesome. And, yeah. And, uh, the, the seller's good. I, I just loved the way that they didn't overplay hell. I mean, sort of in the no, same... No, a in, in wonderful the, portrayal of hell. In, in sort of the same way that Phantasm, yeah. Phantasm is, mm-hmm. is like, hell is not all this fire and brimstone. Hell is like super mundane and boring and, and never-ending. And, and just this bleak... Yeah, and that's hell. Is is not like, you know, you're, you have these devils like constantly poking you in the butt with pitchfork. <laughs> no, no, no! It's you get to stand in line forever it's, it's, and, and count. Yeah, yeah. No, that that Actually, is that is my hell. <laughs> right. It's coming on April fifteenth um, to Shutter. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, Alicia Cuthbert, very good in this movie. Yeah, she, she's great. She was super good. She yeah. was super good. I, I, I thought everybody in the film was was really, really wonderful. So yeah, the dad not not a strong point for the film. The kid. <laughs> Uh, was always horsing around with uh, his little helicopter or his, uh, the, the drone and bouncing a ball and didn't seem to be too concerned about the disappearance of his sister. So they weren't particularly important to the story. His, the, sis- the, the sister was great, and, and the mom uh, was great. But I think for dread and atmospherics and, and the math and hell parts, it was it was. Pretty fantastic. Yeah, no, I, mm-hmm. I, I totally agree. In fact, I, I would say that's probably why I gave it, uh, uh, only gave it four stars is because all the other uh, characters, save for Alicia uh, Cuthbert, were pretty darn flat. The one thing I did not mention was how great the soundtrack was. It was like the uh, the uh, demon child of the omen and the shining were mushed together. And it is a really, really great uh, soundtrack. I loved it. And it did, uh, it did telegraph the, the horror. Uh, quite well, yeah. maybe a little bit too on the nose, but it was a uh, really, really wonderful, wonderful soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, dependent on the on the soundtrack to help build the tension because you don't. It's not a gory movie. It's not. No. It's a, uh-uh. it's, it's going to be a PG thirteen movie. Yep. Still scary. It's a it's a scary PG thirteen movie, but it builds those scares up. It's it, it's relying upon big swells from that from that soundtrack. Maybe a little overcooked at times, but it needs mm-hmm. it. It needs it needs it to come in, and it's and and it and it does have that. That kind of uh, that orchestral yep. punch, yeah. that the Omen heck had, yeah. heck yeah, yeah. All right, well let's uh, let's recap the uh, biggest little uh, film festival in Texas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> starting with Liz, what did you see, Liz? One more time. Okay, my top three picks are Watcher, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. And the prank, and of course, we all talked about X yes. together. You can yes. see the, so you can see, you can X, see X in X theaters now. Please do because you're supporting independent horror cinema, and it's a little titillating too. It's kind of cool. Yep. <laughs> it's literally titillating. It's titillating on <laughs> so many different levels. Uh, so I, uh, I, I watched the the Midnighter shorts blocks of which, if you see, uh, if you if you go to movie horror movie festivals. <laughs> 
uh, and you see Mashari or Nightbreakers listed, go check those out. They're really good. Uh, I also saw Sissy, which is a solid film, problematic with, um, I think, some some character development issues, uh, kind of a disproportional bullying uh, story. Um, if you're if you're a teenage girl, you might think that this is the, 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 differently than than the three of us thought about this one. <laughs> Gen X yeah, podcasters, the, Gen, the old old fogey uh, <laughs> horror podcasters might not have been the right target audience for that. <laughs> Slashback was uh, is is a great one about the uh, the Inuit badass girls uh, taking on uh, an alien space invasion. All right, my three were uh, Jethica, directed by Pete O's. Uh, again, this is his first horror film, and uh, speaking of uh, being short on budget and uh, uh, having very very little production, uh, Jethica was that, but it does not show because there are exceptional atmospherics in Jethica. Uh, second one, also a first first film directed by Addison Hyman, a hypochondriac, wonderful, wonderful depiction of mental health in America and all the, uh, the, the, the stresses that we all face in going through relationships and, and family issues. And then finally, uh, the film The Cellar, directed by Brendan, uh, Brendan Muldowney, a really, really fun uh, depiction of, of hell. And I thought with some Super legitimate scares along the way. Math is evil. Math is evil. All right, Liz, you're going to take us out with the tagline from a certain film that everybody saw. And that tagline is one goddamn fucked up horror picture. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah.